PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so, so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one-stop shop for you guys out there. So thank you guys for shopping. And, of course, you guys know the drill. I say it every week. Go to KieferInkTesting.com, click on the RMATVMC widget or banner, and then continue to live your life and do your shopping. And what that does, in case you don't know, and for those of you that do, I apologize, that gives us a little bit of, just a little slice of what you guys are buying and helps us out. Let's Rocky Mountain know that you listen to the podcast, that you like it, that I'm not full of shit, that you don't really care about this podcast, but it lets them know that, hey, I like it. I'm buying stuff because of Kiefer Inc., and that helps me on the back end. So I appreciate you guys doing that. Helps us out a lot and keeps this sucker up and moving and moving forward. Guess what? Fly like an eagle. It's back. Flyracing.com. Go check out the 2000, 2021 gear. Evo line. I texted JT the other day. I go, I think I'm an Evo guy now. I like the Evo little bit of different materials. I like the jersey. So the light, not the hydrogen, because they dropped the hydrogen name. So light or Evo, go check that out at flyracing.com. And, of course, the formula helmet. I took a nice digger last week doing a photo shoot, trying to be uh, standing up through a corner, trying to do my best hurlings imitation, and I ran out of talent. Boom! That's it. Boom! Right on the side of the head. And uh, jacked the helmet up a little bit, but you know what? Didn't have a concussion, didn't have a headache. I was good to go. I rode the rest of the day. So thank you, Fly. Thank you, Formula. And thank you to you guys out there for going to flyracing.com. And Racetech, Racetech.com just got my suspension service. Actually, not mine. Aiden Suspension Service by Racetech. If you want your suspension serviced, you want it revalved, you want some engine work done, you got a vintage bike, you need some springs, whatever it is, Racetech.com will handle it for you. And they'll handle it with a smile because there's good quality people over at Racetech. If you have any questions about the Racetech products or maybe you're thinking about, hey, I want a revalve or maybe you want a discount, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. And I will help you out there and get you in contact with Chris Riesenberg. He's having a race in Iowa this weekend and it sucks that I couldn't go because guess what? Work calls. That's right. Testing is thick right now. And I'm busy, so I'm bummed out that I can't be in Iowa, but I'm there in spirit. So check them out, racetech.com. Thank you guys for supporting our advertisers. So today, I apologize that this episode is a little late. Usually, I have these things up no later than Wednesday, right? And now we're into Thursday evening. Uh, 
the problem is I had writing and testing uh, all this week, and they're a long day. So basically getting the track at 8, leaving about 4, not getting home till 5, trying to post up some stuff on keferinktesting.com. So the show's a little late. I apologize. But what I wanted to do, I wanted to do a little mini shootout. I've always wanted to – you guys always talk me about um, – I talk to you guys about ECUs, right? Vortex ECU. You push that down our throat, Kiefer. Blah, blah, blah. It's bullshit. I don't got the money. I understand it. I get it. But what I want to do is I've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to get a couple 450s, put ECUs on them, mufflers, and then do a little comparison, see if it changes. See if uh, the bikes, uh, one or the other, get a little bit better or maybe the one gets worse, right? So what I did is I stacked up the 2021 Kawasaki KX450, put it up against the 2021 Yamaha YZ450, Stuck a muffler on each, aftermarket muffler, and then had Chad and Jamie, because these are the two guys that know the Vortex ignitions very well, how to map the ECU to each bike. And then I rode these things several tracks in the past, I don't know, two and a half weeks. And I wanted to talk to you guys about it and give you a little info on what these mods do how it affects each bike, and then also at the end of this thing, I want to kind of compare them and see, hey, it's a little shootout, right? Like, what's better? What's it do? What Maybe you're looking to get one of these bikes, and you want to do these mods. So um, so that's what this show's all about. I thought it was a little bit fun, a little bit different, and uh, get you guys some more information about electronics and the muffler and how important it is these days with these four-strokes um, to map and get your mapping right. No, regardless of it's a Vortex or stock ECU, getting the mapping correct is very important. Most, I will say this, most manufacturers in 2021, the ones that I have ridden so far, have the ECU mapping pretty good. Husqvarna and KTM struggle with that a little bit uh, last year and the year before that, but this year they have done a great job of cleaning up their ECU settings. And honestly, some of that has to do with Jamie over at Twisted Development. He has um, been reflashing some of the KTM and Husqvarna ECUs. And maybe, just maybe, the R&D team has taken notice and maybe kind of copied. I don't know this. I'm just kind of spitballing here. Maybe tried to copy some of what Jamie had. So um, regardless... Jamie at Twisted Development knows his shit when it comes to ECUs, as well as Chad at XPR Motorsports. You guys know Chad. I've done a lot of Honda stuff with him. Um, just recently, I did my YZ450F ECU mapping for Loretta's with him. We spent a couple days really trying to dial this in. So I have, on the YZ450F, I have a Pro Circuit full system, as well as Chad's Vortex mapped to T4 and the Pro Circuit system. So that is what I have built into this Yamaha YZ450F. And then we have the Kawasaki KX450 with an FMF 4.1 system with the SX style headpipe. And then Jamie from Twisted Vortex mapped to T4. That is what I got. And the reasons why I switched, I wouldn't say switch, but have different mufflers on each bike is because I went with what I felt was the best overall feel and power output for each motorcycle. So I tested the Pro Circuit, the FMF, uh, most recently just the Yoshimir on the Kawasaki KX450, and the FMF with the SX-style header 
proved to be the best overall feeling and power that I wanted, I was looking for on the KX450. And where did where did I want the power? I wanted it on the front side of the KX engine character. So the front side is, for me, is low-end RPM response, bottom-end, and transitioning into that mid-range. The Kawasaki is super easy to ride in stock form, but doesn't have a shit ton of excitement. Has good RPM response, but just doesn't have that pulling power that I would really like when I'm in deeper conditions. So it has a good rear-wheel connection. I like it. It's easy to ride, but I would just like a little bit more pulling power once out of area three in the corner and down the straightaway. I need some more meat, especially if I was trying to get a start. If I'm on a long straightaway, let's say Glen Helen or even when I went to uh, Cahia, they have like, it's not even a long start, but it's deeper tilled. I need some more pulling power from the Kawasaki. So that is why I chose the FMF SX style head pipe and the 4.1 because it gave me some more meat on that front side. So that being said, that's what I was looking for as well when we went to the ECU setting with the Vortex from Jamie. That's what I asked for. I said, hey, man, I would like to have some more pulling power. So that is kind of where we geared our our focused towards the engine characters, that front side power. Now, the YZ450F Pro Circuit has a really nice T, I should say, TIE 6 system. It's not the TIE 6 Pro, but I use the TIE 6 system. And what that did, now, the Yamaha is the opposite of the Kawasaki, guys. Like, I am not looking to add more RPM response or bottom end. I'm actually looking to smooth this some bitch out a little bit because in stock form she rips but she also also can be a handful in corners or when the track gets rough so i'll paint you a picture before loretta's i'm like 2020 yz450 i'm like rolling corners i'm like yeah tp 3.0 on the stock ecu is good but it's still a little bit touchy and then there's TP 5.0 that just came out, and it's it's still a little bit touchy for me. And then there's another map that uh, another test rider, Stevie um, in R&D, made that was smoother, but maybe still wasn't the wasn't quite what I was looking for once I got into third gear. I like to use third gear on the Yamaha, but at times, third gear can be a little bit luggy on tighter corners but going to second gear on the yamaha is way too touchy so i'm trying to figure out what the hell do i want right loretta's is deep dirt it's ruddy i know it's going to be rough so i'm looking for a smoother broad power with a lot of rpm response especially mid rpm response i'm looking for so i can lug third gear coming in that corner and the little fan of the clutch burp, and we're back into that meat, right? So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to work a little bit smarter and not harder. The Yamaha Power Tuner app and the ECU on the Yamaha is bitching. I think these other companies that are introducing these apps that are going to be out here in 2021 may not be as easy as the Yamaha Power Tuner. The Kawasaki tool, you still got to go buy it. Uh, it, it, you got to plug it in. It's not quite as easy as the Yamaha Power Tuner, but I am still looking for a broader range than what the parameters are 
from Yamaha that they give you that you can do on the Yamaha Power, tu- Power Tuner app. So this is where the Vortex Ignition comes into play, and this is why I said, okay, Vortex boxes on these bikes, pipes on these bikes. Let's see if this changes my mind about these machines. As you guys know, the Yamaha YZ450F is, is, is I wouldn't say by far, but in stock form is the best bike for me. And like I said, I'm a smoother rider. I like to roll my corners in third gear. So the Yamaha stock form is smoother and better. So I like that. The Kawasaki now corners better than the Yamaha, feels lighter, has better frame absorption. But I need a little bit better engine feel from the Kawasaki to really overtake it in my heart. (laughs) Okay, so to speak. I need a little bit more juice on the Kawasaki to make me really just fall in love with it. So... I took these bikes out to Glen Helen. I went to State Fair, which is a tight, ruddier track. I went to a desert track that's near my house. And let me tell you, that wasn't fun. It's 110 degrees, dry, hacked out. So I wanted a broad range. So I have State Fair, which is tight, has ruts. Glen Helen, it's it's actually been dissed pretty deep in the morning, has lots of hills. And then on the flip side of all that, I have a hacked out desert track that's choppy and shitty and just roached out. So these are the three tracks that I tested this at and I really I really wanted to put actually some time on it because sometimes you ride it an hour you're like oh you get a little feeling you're like okay that's good but I want to know if these things are detonating I want to know if anything's funny about what these ECUs and I just want to know a little bit more reliability side on these ECUs now I've been running these Vortex ECUs on several bikes on the KTM on the Yamaha um I haven't tried it on the Cowie up till now, but so far they've been very reliable. As long as you have a good person mapping these things, they're great. You can't just go buy a Vortex ECU and they come with 10 pre-programmed maps already, but you got to have someone map it for what you want, aka Chad or Jamie, and for the fuel you want. I chose to run T4. So VP... Is basically my fuel of choice. Why? Because T4 is consistent. It gives you a little bit more power. It doesn't stank up the garage. And, you know, it's just, it doesn't boil. Pro 6, you know, I've been running that too, the MR Pro 6 on the VP side. And that is, produces a little bit more horsepower, but it does boil in the summertime. Even when they have Pro 6 HT, um, it's just too damn expensive. HT doesn't boil, but man, it's just a lot of money to buy $150 for a five gallon pail of fuel. Just can't do it. So I'm going to split the difference. T4, it's a good pump replacement fuel, gives you a little bit more power. doesn't boil. It's about 60 to 75 bucks for a five gallon pail. And it works really good. No, I do not cut it. No, um, I try not to do the three, two thing. You guys ask me, Hey, three gallons, two gallons, three gallons, VPT four, two gallons pump. Nope. Straight T four. And it's good. Quick thing about U 4.4. Cause I get a lot of questions about that. U 4.4 is dirty fuel. It, and what I mean by dirty is it'll cause your bike to backfire on D cell. It'll run a little bit dirty. You just, it just feels a little bit um, it doesn't feel clean, all right, on the delivery of power. It feels a little disconnected from the throttle of the rear wheel. 
Yes, you can try to map it, but it's never consistent. It's very dirty fuel. It can clog up ejectors. It could uh, make some fuel pumps go bad. I've had some problems with that. And every time I put 4.4 in a machine, it just backfires. So I'm out. So T4, you don't have to remap it. Let's just say you're pouring T4 in your stock bike. It's fine. You don't have to worry about it. And you'll get a little bit more performance. So T4, look for it. It's good fuel. I used to preach T4E back in the day, and everyone freaked out, thought it was ethanol. So I am fairly certain that VP actually dropped the E off of their T4 on their new blend, which has been a couple years now. So back then, I was like, man, this stuff's really good. So T4 fuel, look for it, try it, let me know what you think. All right, so right away, let me just tell you about the Kawasaki. So what is this ECU with the muffler and the T4? mapped by Jamie at Twisted Development. What's it What's it giving me? Kiefer, I have a 2020 or a 2021 KX450. I would like a little bit more power, but this ECU, man, it's it's $800 plus whatever for a map, right? You want a custom map, it could be 150 bucks. What is that giving me? So you guys can go to keferinktesting.com and check out the review on the muffler. That is self-explanatory. It gives you a little bit more bottom in RPM RPM response and then a little bit more mid range. So adding the ECU to this Kawasaki gives me more pulling power. Allows my second gear to pull longer. So when I'm exiting a corner and I'm going out of area 3 of the corner, I don't have to shift to third gear so damn early. Second gear pulls longer. I want to be lazier. Again, 43 years old, man. I want to be lazier, but I still want to go fast. I want to haul ass. So in being able to shift later makes life a lot easier for me on the track. There's two sides of this. You can either shift late in second gear, right? There's that. That's a good portion of an engine character. Or, you know, I want to run third gear. Can it pull third gear? That's also being lazy. And that's also a good portion of the engine character. But what this ECU does and what with this engine character that Kawasaki has, it allows second gear to produce a longer, I would like to say a longer power. So I'm rolling in into the corner, second gear, not a lot of jerkiness, really smooth. And then as I'm exiting, it just revs out farther and pulls. So shift to third, doesn't fall off. There's no hesitation. And what I like about this ECU setting that Jamie made me was super connected to the rear wheel. That is important, okay? You can make all the horsepower you want, but if it lights it up and spins, there's no point. You're gonna be working your ass off and you're gonna be spinning the rear wheel. So you gotta have connection. You gotta have a smooth power. You gotta make it easier to ride. Look, these are 450s. Yes, I'm nitpicking. I said I want some more power in this area of the engine, but overall, can I ride this thing to its ability? Hell no. But I just want to be lazier. So this is why I'm buying these fucking parts for this, right? Same thing that you're listening to this podcast. You want something to make you ride better without the work. This is what this ECU can do, okay? Here's another sales pitch, okay? If I'm the salesman of the ECU, and and honestly, I'm not. I don't care. They don't pay me. They don't do nothing for me. I just really appreciate what these boxes do. These things have good resale value. Let's say you do buy an ECU for 800 bucks. Oh, Kiefer, I'm, I'm going to switch a bike next year. You can probably sell this ECU for 500 bucks, lose $300 on it. That's it. it. They're very good resale value. They work. And for me, they don't hurt 
durability of the machine. I, I want. I don't want to say nothing, but if you had to take some life off of the bike, bolting this thing in, five percent. It's nothing like you're going to put a piston in or a cam. Nothing like that. Like it still has very good durability. So. Continuing on with the performance side of it, now I'm doing I'm practicing starts on the Kawasaki. So now I'm in second gear. I I I start the gate drops. I'm out of the gate. I can either a shift early and it pulls it, or b leave that thing in second gear and then shift late and get the jump on the guy next to me. So I like that. So I practice a bunch of starts. Did it with the stock ECU. Did it with this ECU, and consistently from point A to point B, my times were. <laughs> it's funny. 0.4 seconds quicker, 0.4. That's just a little less than a half second to the first corner. Granted, Glen Helen, this is where I did it. It's a long first corner, but nonetheless, it got me there in a sooner fashion. So I really wanted to get the stopwatch and uh, had some you know, device on my helmet that really helped with that situation. Lip Pro is really cool with that. It gives you... Uh, the segment times also on the track, but also you can do starts and it'll, it'll give you the differences in starts. So did some starts that improved overall mid range to top in power is increased and it gives me more over rev. So the big question for me is, is it worth $800 for me? If I was buying a KX 450, is it going to be worth it for me? If I was a racer guy, if you're a weekend warrior guy, of course not, you don't need it. There is a map up on keyforinktesting.com that you can use on your stock um, ECU tune. That'll help a little bit broaden that power, but nothing like a Vortex ECU. There's way bigger parameters on this box than there is on a stock ECU. Hence the reason why race teams, if they do have a stock box, it's unlocked, okay? So they can do all kinds of stuff to that box. Or they just simply go to a Vortex Ignition. Geico runs a Vortex. A lot of these teams run a Vortex ECU. Sorry for the quick interruption, folks. But it's commercial time, so stay tuned. We've got a couple new commercials in here. Listen to them. Discount code. Save yourself some money. We'll be right back. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother, bleep, nah, Flying Machine Factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four-stroke, two-stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, if you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, 
and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the, the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Are you an older guy like me? I'm 43, and I still love to go race dirt bikes. If you're like me, go to OregonOldTimers.com. They're just not racing in Oregon. They got a race coming up at Glen Helen September 5th and 6th. They have a Mesquite, Nevada race October 31st and November 1st. Bring the family, long motos, classes for everyone, very cool organization, and it's run very good. It's not this thing you're going to be sitting around all day waiting to ride, and when you do ride, you got five laps. Longer motos, fun to get in shape, hang out with your family, hang out with your buddies, go race some dirt bikes, go to OregonOldTimers.com and check out the schedule. And if you guys have any questions, hit me up, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com. And I'll be more than happy to help you out. See you guys at the race. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? 
or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit them up, powermotorsports.com. Thanks for hanging in there. I appreciate it. Wasn't so bad, right? If you guys have any questions about my advertisers, you guys know the email. Thanks for hanging in there. Back to the show. Now, moving on to Yamaha. This was a slippery slope for me, guys. (sighs) It's tough because I didn't want more power, like I said, right? And when you stick this box on, that's 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 what it wants to do. It wants to make more power, right? So Chad at XPR had his work cut out for him. Jamie had a little bit easier because we're trying to make power on the Kawasaki and but still keep the connectivity. Now on this Yamaha, I'm trying to like slow it down to make me go faster, right? But yet I would still like some RPM response and some pulling power and keep this same exciting engine but add some connectivity to the rear wheel. It's not easy to do. Poor Chad, like, he comes in, is it good? I'm like, eh, still could mellow it out. I mean, we're mellowing it. We're mellowing it. We're mellowing it. He's like, dude, we're going a lot. Like, it's getting mellow. And I'm like, it's not getting mellow on the track. So, again, what I was looking for is rolling my corners. I want to roll my throttle on without any surge. Surge is the movement of the bike underneath you. It's almost like a kek, 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 kek. You can 
really picture that in your mind. You're rolling in your corner, and you give it a little throttle. It just surges too far forward, and then you grab the front brake, and then you're on the throttle. You're like, wah, 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 and it's just pitching back and forth, and it drives me mental with this Yamaha at times. And I think that is some of the reason why people complain, ah, I can't corner this thing. It's not a good cornering bike. No, the bike and the chassis corner really freaking good. It's just some of that connectivity is lost through the ECU, the throttle, and the rear wheel. So I want to f- try to fix that and broaden that and, and make it easier to ride. So we had a lot of time. We spent a lot of time on this, and it wasn't easy. But for me, I feel like I have a happy medium with this with this ECU. Now, going back to the power tuner, people are like, oh, I'm not going to buy a, a Vortex ECU when I have this Yamaha power tuner and I can just, you know, put a map into my bike. Absolutely. I get it. I understand. There's Travis over there at Yamaha and all the guys in the R&D spend a lot of time doing these maps. Yamaha offers the maps. You can go look on my website. You can go look on Yamaha's website. TP 3.0 is a great map for you guys out there. Uh, TP 5.0 just came out. You can look on my Kiefer Inc. Testing's Instagram. That is up. I'll put that up on my website as well so you guys can see that. But for me, it still wasn't enough. I wanted to pull longer gears. I wanted to lug it a little bit better in the third corner, and I wanted to have less surging underneath me, especially in these dishes, like what we call not ruts. They're dishes in California because they're not huge ruts. I want to be smooth in those little shallow ruts, right? So what did this Vortex mapped by Chad do now? So now after all this bullshit, this testing that I went through, now we have a bike, a Yamaha, that you can come into area one of the corner in third gear, roll your throttle on, and it picks up very nicely. It's more connected, and there's less on-off feel through the corner, a.k.a. surging, right? Now, I want to get out of that corner, and I want to have increased power. I want to pull. I want, if let's say if it's a tight corner and I have to use second gear, I still want a less on-off feel, and maybe I don't want to shift to the next corner. This box does that as well, just like the Kawasaki. Each gear... I can pull each gear longer with the ECU. It it makes for such a fun bike to ride when you have connection, you have RPM response, and now you have added smoothness to this this bike now. If you guys have seen me around, if you're in Southern California and you see me riding, listen to my Yamaha if I'm riding a Yamaha that day and just listen to the tone of the bike. It's broad, it's deep, it sounds a little bit different, um, and that is due to the ECU tune that Chad had. So for me, I can be a little bit lazier on my Yamaha. At Loretta's, man, literally, like, I had to dial in my um, start device a little bit more because I got shitty starts, but that was because I spun a little bit off the gate. But once I was out of the gate, the thing pulled so easy and hard that once I was on the second lap or so, I could just cruise in these ruts and get out, and it was fast. Like, it doesn't sound fast to the rider. Like, I was going through these ruts going, man, I don't feel like I'm riding that hard, but I'm rolling my corner so good because the bike was so easy to ride. And if you guys are familiar with Loretta's, that's basically what the track is. It's long ruts leading into bumps to more ruts. So you got to be in a rut, and you got to be smooth, and you got to have a bike that doesn't have a lot of on-off or pitching feel. So now with the Vortex on the Yamaha, 
the connection is better, especially when the track goes to hard pack. I know some of you guys are saying, yeah, Kiefer, the Yamaha works really good for Barsha in soft conditions. Hard pack, he didn't do so well. I don't know what's going on at the factory or what they use. I know they use um, a standard box unlocked, so I don't know what they have for mapping. But for me and what I have with the Pro Circuit uh, muffler and this ECU mapped by Chad, now I have that rear wheel connection that I can get on the gas sooner in these hard pack conditions that we have here uh, in California, and I have more forward bite. Sometimes I have so much traction that I have to fan the clutch a little bit and keep my front end down. That's how well this thing hooks up. So again, that's why I use third gear a lot. So if you're a Yamaha owner and you're trying to get that traction out of a corner, try third gear. If it's still too luggy, either A, we got to work on some corner speed, or B, maybe we should try an ignition to keep that RPM up a little bit, get it less luggy, what's I call luggability, and then that way you have more bite and you can get down to that next corner in a hurry. So keep that up in the meat of the power. It's a special thing, guys. Like It's hard for me to describe it over a podcast, but I really wanted to do this because these mods to these bikes make these bikes much, much better. I want to ride these bikes a lot just because of the tune and the muffler and the fuel. That's it. That's all I did to them. Some of you guys are saying, I don't even want to spend that much money because now we're looking at 2K, right? So ECU and a muffler, that's 2K. Maybe, and I know the muffler companies won't like this, but I would, if I had bought a bike, okay, I went and purchased a motorcycle, I would get an ECU first. Yes, you can run an ECU with a stock muffler. uh, Chad or Jamie can map it to that muffler. And I think it's more cost effective and worth more than bolting on a muffler. Because let's face it, it's tough for these muffler companies to really get more horsepower out of these mufflers with the sound restrictions, right? So they're just manipulating the power a little bit. And honestly, some of these muffler companies have an aftermarket muffler that are lighter and look cooler, but they're actually worse than stock. Stock power is much better. So kudos to FMF and Pro Circuit for having mufflers that actually make the bike better for what it's used for what it really needs right pro circuit could have made tried to make more horsepower that would have hurt the yamaha fmf needed to make more power for the kawasaki and they succeeded so it, it goes hand in hand with r&d a lot of these guys like dyno it and sell it but you need to freaking have an on track or a test guy to really feel what it's doing dynos are a tool You need to have a test rider to really hone in on what the bike needs and the rider. So um, the ECU, guys, it's an expensive piece, but to me, it's worth its weight in gold if you're looking to get more of a racy type of feel out of your engine. And like I said, not everyone's going to want that. You're a weekend guy. You like that bike. No problem. There's nothing wrong with the stock Kawasaki. It's great. I love riding it. And actually, I vowed to ride it more, and I have been, and it's been a fun bike. Uh, the Yamaha, insane power, insane. Like there's so much power for you guys, and you vet guys, it's easier for you guys to ride because it has a lot of bit, a lot of lugability. Well, that ECU, the Vortex ECU, actually helps this along. So 
Um, now, with that being said, we kind of compared what it does from stock to this mod version of each bike. What about doing a little shootout back to back? Does this have <laughs> does this have some weight bearing on me for like, hey, I like the Kawasaki more now? Man, it is close. Honestly, that is no bullshit. And you guys know how much I like a Yamaha. But having this ECU mapped with the muffler, I can really get along with this Kawasaki. I'm already uh, got my calendar out here on my desk. And I'm picking out a couple of races that I want to do on this Kawasaki with these modified pieces on here. Granted, I still need to get the suspension done, and I'm going to send that out to Race Tech, and we're going to do some suspension mods to get a little bit more extra holdup because a little bit, little bit of soft feel on D-Cell for me on the Kawasaki. Um, even with going to a, a .51 fork spring, I still want to have less pitching. And that's another thing I've totally forgot to mention. Shit. You guys want less engine braking? The ECUs, both on each bike, do create less engine braking, especially the Yamaha. There's a lot of engine braking on a Yamaha. Going to a Vortex ECU frees up the engine in a good way. So off-throttle, less pitching. That's money. That's making your chassis work better. That's making you corner better. Kawasaki doesn't have a lot of engine braking stock, but it creates less. And I really want to point out, sometimes when you have less engine braking or a free-feeling engine, you could lose traction. But that's the nature of this Vortex. You can really tune what you want. You want less engine braking, but yet I want to keep connectivity. Chad or Jamie can dial that in for you. It's just so much adjustability in this box. It's awesome. So I'm still going to pick a Yamaha, guys. Oh, man, I'm going to get so much shit for this. But... I just get along with the Yamaha, one, because it has a little bit more power than the Kawasaki, okay, even with this ECU, and I feel like I, like I said, I'm a third gear guy. I can use third gear more on the Yamaha than I can on the Kawasaki. It's difficult for my ass to remember to downshift to second, which is a great gear, by the way, now on this Kawasaki with this ECU. I, I can use it, but I got to retrain my brain to do that, and that 43 years old, you guys know this, you're stuck in your ways. You like what you like, and you want something to complement that. So for me, I would choose the Yamaha just because it feels planted. Uh, it has a little bit better engine feel, and the suspension, to me, soaks up a lot of the track. On the flip side of that, the Kawasaki's frame character on square edge fast bumps Kawasaki's frame character soaks up more than the Yamaha, but I do feel like with the Yamaha, with the RPM response that I'm getting and uh, that free feeling that I have on the Yamaha, makes the bike feel light. Um, and what I mean by light is hopping over bumps and straight line, like getting over some things. The Kawasaki feels lighter through corners. The side-to-side -side movement, that's where that Kawasaki feels light. But for me, I still prefer a Yamaha um, feeling and engine character over the Kawasaki. That being said, if you uh, blindfolded me, and, and it's not going to happen, if you blindfolded me and said, "Man, get on these bikes and ride them," it would hard. It would hard. It'd be very hard for me to say, "Hey, that's a Kawasaki." I would. I would know from the note, from the exhaust note. But man, the ECU on the Kawasaki really wakes this engine up, and it doesn't feel like a stock 
KX450 engine, man. Like it has a little bit more RPM response down low, but then the pulling power and the meat that it has, I was like, holy crap. It's it's insane. Like again, both of these bikes uh 0.4 quicker to the first corner with the ECU. So it didn't change my results from which bike I liked, but it made it a lot closer. Last year, if you would have told me I'm going to ride a Kawasaki, I would have been like, uh, no, I'm all right. I like the frame absorption, but yeah, the engine, eh, it's vanilla for me. I'm like, whatever. It's easy to ride, but it doesn't get me excited to ride. Now, with the clutch changes that they made, and now with this ECU, dude, it is fun bike to ride, and it's easy to point into a corner, get in and out of the corner, and accelerate down the straightaway. So... I just wanted to do this podcast to let you guys know from my mouth what these modifications do to these bikes. And even though I kind of shooted them out, if that's even a word, we did the shootout with both of these bikes. It really helped me decide like, hey, man, I need to really focus in on more ECU tuning with my future tests. Not even with this box, but just mapping in general because it could really change a bike's feel. So you guys at home listening to this, I hope I, I kind of drove that home for you guys. Like, yes, they do come good from the factory, but they can be a little bit better without hurting reliability. Now, if you guys have a 2020 or older bike, you really need some ECU tuning help because none of these bikes, maybe besides the Yamaha, had really good ECU fuel and ignition mapping it, they just weren't that great and with a little bit of work a little bit of tuning you can go to keyforingtesting.com and get some of those maps it'll help you a lot so if you guys don't have a thousand dollars to spend i get it but at least map or try to get a good tune on your four strokes that goes for 250 or 450 i know we're talking about 450s in this but honestly Helping a 250 along is huge as well. 250 horsepower is king. You need horsepower in the 250 class. Getting a correct tune on that ECU map is going to help bottom in and it's going to get you down the track faster. So that is my spiel. That is my spiel about these boxes, the mufflers, and of course the T4. It's been a fun kind of couple weeks for me uh, breaking these things down. I love testing. Like for me, Doing ECU testing is very tedious and it's very minute, but I love it because you can really dial in a bike and make it feel better. And maybe each change isn't huge, but what happens is over time, three, four, or five hours later, you start feeling the difference. And I always went back to my baseline ECU tune when I did these things to see, hey, am I getting lost or is this thing actually getting better? Or am I just like tripping or do I want to get the hell out of this track? And I'm just saying, yeah, it's good. So I go back to these baseline ECU tunes and really I can, it's almost like a, a, a map for me, like where I've been, where I'm going and where I came from. So it, it's cool to go back at some times, you know, if you guys are doing this at home, go back to your base map, what you thought was best, and then go back to your best setting of the day and really see at the end of the day to see where you're at. And I did that several times with the Vortex, and got them dialed in pretty good. And I, I'm pretty stoked. Like, I love blind testing, and usually media testing, like 
you know, you guys, you see in the magazines and stuff, it's not blind testing. That is something like, okay, we have this part. We're giving it to you. What do you think? It's easy because if you know anything about dirt bikes, you know, if you have a pre notion, you can probably write the story before you even write it. Right. But with blind testing, where I come from in the production world is they don't tell you what they're doing. You have to feel your way around a dirt bike. If you get on the track, you got to feel it. You got to tell them what they changed. If they changed anything, that's how I got my job back in the day because I didn't feel anything. I just told, hey, man, I, I didn't feel anything from the last setting. They're like, good, because we didn't change anything. So to me, ECU tuning is a lot like that. Like, I don't know what Chad or Jamie is doing. I just go off a of feel and say, yes, that's good, or it's good here. I like it there, but I don't like it there. And then they try to, because they know what they did, they try to get what I want or make it better. That is true testing. This is what I like. This is what I like to talk about. And I'm sure it comes across in my voice when I talk about it on these podcasts because I get excited, especially when I make bikes good, man. Like, I don't know how many years ago I told Heather I was going to race a KX450 at the Vet National, and I did. And I think I bought, no, it was, I bought a 2016 KX450 because I thought I liked it. And I didn't have a lot of time on it. And I needed a bike to race. And I was like, yeah, Kawasaki's good. It has good frame character, but of course had that that crappy air fork. And I was like, well, I can deal with it. I can try it. Because it felt decent at the tracks I tested at. Well, I rode it. I bought it. Raced it. I hated it. I was like, oh my God, I just wasted money. And I sold it. Because I never liked the bike. Fast forward a few years to when Kawasaki changed. Uh, did a lot of changes to the frame, the engine, and now they got spring forks back on. I've ridden it a lot more, and there's no uncertainty now how good that bike is. A lot of you guys, if there's, if you guys are listening, and you follow me. I would recommend three 450s for you if you guys are looking for to buy a bike: Yamaha, KTM. Well, I should, I should say four: KTM or Husky or Kawasaki. Those bikes, at least right now, that I've ridden are the ones that I would buy myself. I haven't ridden it, you know, I've ridden the 2021 Honda 450, but we haven't got to that point yet. So those bikes would be my go-to. So when you guys send me those emails, which bike should I buy? I'm going to probably, if you're a 450 guy, I'm going to narrow you down to those. And if you give me a little bit more information in those emails of how you ride, then I can really pinpoint and dial you in on which bike would be better for you. So when you guys do send me emails, you don't have to send me a, a novel, but give me some information about you, age, weight, ability, where you ride, how you like to ride, like on your bike. You know, are you a lugger? Do you like to rev? Are you a rear and steering guy? Are you front and steering guy? Like these are the things I like to know so I can try to give you the correct bike choice. So, um, So for me... Again, Kawasaki has come a long way, and they've done a great job. So kudos to the R&D team over there as well at Kawasaki. Those are uh, hardworking gentlemen over there. All right, 45 minutes in here. We're done. That's it. I just wanted to give you a little bit of uh, some background on those things. And if you guys have any questions about this podcast or these ECUs or mufflers or the gas or anything, let's ramble on over email. Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. I am happy to help. I am here to help. And this is why I built Kiefer Inc. Testing. So we're here to talk. It's just like me and you talking in the back of the tailgate at the track. But if you guys do see me at the track, come by. 
Say hi. You have a question. I'm here to answer. No problem. If I look busy, chances are I probably am, but that doesn't mean you can't come by. Just come by and say hi. There's always time in the day to, to bullshit about dirt bikes and hopefully try to make yours better or make a choice right for you. Um, please support these advertisers that are on this podcast. This was a short one. We'll be back next week with the Suzuki RMZ 450. That's right. Suzuki RMZ 450. Holy shit. RM Army's back. Look at the races. Hole shots. Leading laps. It's going to be awesome to talk about RMZ 450. But check out RacerXOnline.com as well. And subscribe to RacerX. I work for Racer RacerX as well. They're a huge part in what I do, and we do a lot of the video side over there. So if you guys like KeeferIngTesting.com, you like to hear my nasty-ass voice, RacerXOnline.com, RacerXFilms, we're doing a bunch of videos over there as well. Trying to get some shootouts over there this year. Uh, Davey, I don't know if he's really keen on it, but we're going to try to do some RacerX shootouts, a little collaboration, Kiefer Inc. and RacerX. So hopefully that goes down, 2021. And it's a busy time, guys. We got Honda, September 16th. That's right. Honda 450, September 16th. So look for that podcast, probably the 17th, and a review and RacerX. There's going to be Honda, Ride Red stuff all over the place, September 16th. YZ250F will be at the end of September, beginning of October. So look for that. And uh, what else do we got going on? We have KTM 350, 250, and 450. And, of course, Suzuki RM Army is coming. So calm down. I heard that they will also have a tuner app, or maybe not an app, but at least a tool to tune your Suzuki. I know it's been out for a little bit, but I've also heard it hasn't been here in America. So now I think we're going to have that for the RM Army. So that is good. So we'll get some of these ECU tuning guys, Jamie or Chad, on top of that, and we'll get some maps out for you guys for the Suzuki RM Army as well. All right, guys, that's it. That's wrapped up. I'm going to go hit the pool. And then do a little quick gym sesh. And then I will see you guys at the track. See you next week.